Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Game Recognized Game Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. If you haven't already done so, go ahead and hit that subscribe button one time for the one time. I'll greatly appreciate it. And make sure you turn on post notifications so you can be up to date with every single podcast episode. Now, you know I usually say this, but this one is super special. This is my dog, all right? You know, I usually like to give a little backstory of how I know somebody. So this is how I met this person, okay? So this is right around the time Call of Duty Vanguard was coming out. Never met this person, never spoke to this person at all. I'm sitting there talking to Shauna, who, how, that's how I met her. And we're talking to a bunch of people at one of the private Call of Duty events. And I'm talking to Shauna, and then she walks up to me. The first thing she says to me, never spoke to this person before in my life. What's up, T-Dirty? You remember that? <laughs> I do. Oh, my God. <laughs> listen, listen. That's because Shauna has said that. And I was like, right. you know what? No, I think I said T-Dusty. T-Dirty, T-Dirty. It's all the, the same. <laughs> it's one of the two. But anyway, this is my dog, Jay Chalet. I like to call her Mrs. Worldwide. She has been traveling to countries like Monaco. She's been in New Zealand. She's been to Africa. She is a co-host, a DJ, a music coordinator for the Atlanta Dream WNBA team, mm -hmm. OTE. Mm -hmm. She DJed some of the Biggest games in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. I was doing the research and I saw that you had uh, DJed a game, the biggest game in Mercedes-Benz Stadium, 72,000 people mm -hmm. rocking the house. For those that don't know, this is my dog, Jay Chalet. She push it to the limit. <laughs> can we first? Okay, before we, where did that come from? Okay, can we talk listen. about that. Yeah, we could talk about that. Okay, because before we get started, this 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 is where this came from. Because okay. you ever heard that? And it's kind of corny, but it is what it is. You ever heard that uh, that jingle, sports chalet, the sports chalet jingle? You got to look it up. On, I don't think I have. Yeah, it's so it's a sports chalet. So the the thing is sports chalet. They push it to the. I think that's what it is. <laughs> so then I just put your name in there, Jay Chalet. She pushed push it, it to, to the, the okay, limb. See, now, so now there it is. I'm going to have to look at that. I don't know if Rick Ross got that, but I never heard Rick Ross say that. But I just got it from that commercial. The Push It to the Limit song. Oh, yeah, Push yeah, It yeah. to the I know Push It to the Limit, but I, I don't I don't know. We'll have to look it up. We'll have this. to look it up. Yeah. Anyway, so we were just talking about because anyway, so like I said, my dog, DJ Chalet, thank you. Welcome to the Game Working Eyes Game podcast. I appreciate you. Thank you. For By the way, me. I don't know if you know this. You are the first female guest, so I'm super excited. You're, you're the first female guest on the podcast, um, and I think the story that you're going to tell is one that people need to hear. Oh, well, I appreciate that. Thank yeah. you for having me. Thank yes, you for having me on the podcast as the first female on here. Yes, and I know we have a lot to talk about. We so. definitely have a lot to talk about. Um, so the first thing I want to ask you before we get all into it. I'm a little nervous. Nah. You, have, you have like a smirk on your face. Cause, like a, cause you you know, don't like, even know what's yeah, about you to don't, You don't even know. No. <laughs> but, you know, you know, we just go back. But, you know, I just... Uh, I just like to do my research on people. You know what I mean? So I was able to find some research on you. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. And uh, so the first thing I want to ask you, and this is a question that I know somebody wanted me to ask is, Jay Chalet, what's the significance behind the name Jay Chalet? Okay, like, listen, I don't know what the yeah. question was, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not going to put my government out there, okay. but um, it starts with a J. Right. And so therefore I was like, okay, cool. You know, the J part. And then Chile is actually one of my middle names. Okay. So okay. just, you so know, you got Jay multiple Chile. middle names. I have two. Two middle names. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So now we're going to get started at the beginning for people okay. that don't know. All right. All right. So you were born in, and I can't pronounce the name because mm -hmm. you said it for me off camera. How do you say the name? Regensburg. Germany. For people <laughs> that don't know. For people that know. Um, so you're from Germany. Mm -hmm. You spent, you know, most of your life there and then you mm -hmm. moved to the U.S. in 2003. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I told you I did you, research. You, you did your research. I told you. Listen, you're on your Nardwar hey, listen, Okay, that's you, fine. You're that's Jay Chalet. We that's have fine. to know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not about to play with yeah, you. Yeah, we have to know. Okay, okay, okay that's fair. So, mm-hmm. so, so what I want to discuss first is like, discuss what it's like, uh, you know, not only being multicultural, but growing up in Germany, that had to be like different than being in the U.S. So describe what it was like growing up in Germany. Yeah. So my mom's completely German okay. and uh, my dad's American and he got stationed in Germany. That's how they met. Okay. Um, so German's actually my first language. And as you mentioned, based on your research, uh-huh. um, I didn't permanently move to the States until 2003. We did briefly move to the States in 2001 um, and then ended up going back Um but there was, it was definitely a cultural, like a culture shock moving from Germany to the States, like in many different ways from like the smallest things to like food and how food is prepared here. It's like more greasy right. and like all that stuff. And we tend in Germany tend to do like a lot more natural stuff and okay. even things such as like public transportation, you know, being on a bus or on a train. First of all, there's no public train system okay. here at all, whereas right. in Germany and Europe, you know, that's pretty common. Um, just certain like even just different like. Germany has like a lot of rules. Like Germans are pretty strict. Okay. Um, and so we just have like a whole bunch of different rules over there. Um, so even with that moving here, it just took a lot of getting used to. And um, American sayings are very interesting. Okay. Um, but yeah, so it was it was an adjustment. And the first school that I actually went to was a British international school in Saudi Arabia. Right okay. when I thought I would like got the gist of English. Right. And then my professor had a British accent. So I'm like. Can I cuss? Yeah. Yo, I said, do I was like, what the fuck are you saying? Right, Because right, right. I, I thought I knew a little bit of English, right. but like you're here say I don't know what's going on. Right. Um, but then in fifth grade is when uh, we had permanently moved to the States. And then so then fifth through now, that's that's how long pretty, I've been that's here. Pretty much, that's pretty much the story. Yeah. Okay. So you said your mom is full German and German is actually your first language. So you speak like fluent German. That's amazing. Thank you. Can you say something like uh, Jay Chalet, we push it to the limit in German? I'm not about to say that. I'm not about to say that. Listen, you are not getting that out of me. You're not getting that out of me. Okay, okay. Tee clean, du bist sehr gemein. Und das mache ich nicht, okay? And that means? I'm going to look it up. Hey, listen. We're going to look that up. We're going to look that up. Whatever you just said. You have to look it up. I ain't going to lie. It sounded kind of fire, though. Thank you. I appreciate it. I know it's probably something crazy, but it sounded kind of fire. Yeah, yeah, I will look it up. Okay. (laughs) You have to try to figure out how to spell it. (laughs) So, right. So, when you moved to the States in 2003, where did you guys end up? El Paso, Texas. El Paso, Texas. Okay. I love El Paso. Love, love, love El Paso, actually. That's the longest place that I've lived outside of, well, now, I think Atlanta is now tied because I went to school in Houston, so I was there for four years. Um, but I've been in Atlanta for five years now. But no, I lived in El Paso, Texas, fifth through ninth grade. Okay. So one of my one of my one of my homies, uh, Dante, he's also from El Paso. Mm-hmm. I call him the pride of El Paso. So I guess now you're also the pride of El Paso. I didn't I, I didn't I know like that. El Paso, but also you have to keep in mind, um, what's his name, Khalid. Okay. Also yeah. Of El Paso. Yeah. He's okay. So very we got incredible artists. Yeah, definitely, definitely a bunch of incredible people come out of El Paso. Yeah. So that explains the reason why you went to Texas Southern. You know what? Mm-hmm. Okay. Partially. Okay. A so, little bit, so a little we're bit. we're gonna speed ahead, you know, through <laughs> the adolescence when you when you went to college. So, and you chose Texas Southern. A lot of a lot of influential, talented people come out of Texas Southern. One being Michael Strahan, of course, from Texas Southern. Absolutely. So, what was the reason Most why you recent did? graduate Megan the Stallion? Megan the Stallion, exactly. Shout out to exactly. Megan. Shout out to Meg. Mm-hmm. Yolanda uh, Adams. Listen, Yolanda. Hey, look what I say. A lot of talented, including yourself. Thank you. A lot thank of talented you. people come out of Texas yes, Southern. Mm-hmm. So, what was the reason why you chose that school out of all the schools that you could have went to in Texas? 
So the, it's funny that you say that. Um, y'all can't tell because I'm sitting down. He said I'm like kind of tall, but like not for real. But I'm taller than him. No, but she that's is. I thought I'm not gonna lie. I thought you were like I remembering you. I thought you were like six foot, but you're probably no, like I'm five eleven. Five, I'm a good five ten. Yeah, five ten. Okay, I'm I'll five take, nine, look, I'll bro. take it. I'll take okay. Then maybe like a five eleven. Yeah, you're five eleven. Yeah, I'll take okay, it. That's five, fine. Maybe five, I had a growth spurt. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> um, but no, so I I definitely thought that you know I was gonna be in the league. Um, okay. hooping. My entire life was built around basketball okay. and music um i've played instruments you know whatever and so um injuries and life and weird coaches kind of led me to um focus more on a, a different sport okay. um my parents so as i mentioned my mom's from germany dad was in the military a really popular sport on base is bowling okay. and so i've spent years in the bowling alley just in the daycare where my parents were doing friday night bowling whatever and then I told my dad that I want to bowl and he's like, well, they have, you know, Saturday morning youth league. So for me, bowling was always like the calm sport at the end of the week from basketball practice, you know, games, whatever, blah, blah, every Saturday morning. And, um, when I got into high school, my dad was like, do you know, do you, do you want to start like competing in like tournaments? And I was like, sure. And so I was doing city tournaments, state tournaments. And there's this really, really big tournament called junior gold. And you kind of have to like qualify to even be able to make it to like the finals, which they alternate years between Vegas and Indianapolis. And it's basically the top high school bowlers in the United States. And um, I ended up qualifying and ended up that year was in Indianapolis. And so went up to Indianapolis and I just thought it was people running around wearing different school stuff. I I didn't even know. Apparently, you could go to school for bowling. I did not know that. I did, I, that's the news to me. I did not know that. So I was just like, okay, people just really proud of their colleges up here, I guess. Just got all their stuff on. But lo and behold, they were scouts. <laughs> and um, a week after we had gotten back from um, junior gold, I was starting to get, because I would gotten basketball letters in the mail, but I was getting, like, bowling letters in the mail. And I was like, damn, look, they spell right, right, right. basketball wrong. He was like, <laughs> no. And then we, like, put some tapes together, sent those out. Um, and I once again, I thought, I didn't know what I was going to do with my life. I was, I didn't plan for school. I was like, it don't matter what I study. I'm going to be hooping. Like, what am I, what am I going, what I need to do? Right. And so then just after some more research and meeting with some of the coaches and all that, um, and then me having an affinity for Texas, having lived there, you know, I was like, you know what? I think Texas Southern would be a, a okay. pretty, pretty, pretty cool school. Shout out to the CSU, HBCU love. You yes, ma'am. So yeah. I love that. I love that. You know, I have my daughter, she's uh 15 going on 16 and, you know, she, one of her dream schools to go to was like Stanford. Cause she also plays softball. She's varsity 10th grade and all of that, nice. but she's opening herself more and more up to maybe the HBCU. And, you know, as a father, that makes me so happy. I listen, I think it's so funny that we're having this conversation. Cause I was just um, talking to, we was having this conversation last night. Mm-hmm. Um, college is a really big pivotal point for a lot of people and especially for women. And I think that, you know, cause for me being of, you know, being mixed, I was growing up, I was never black enough for the black kids and not white enough for the white kids. And, you know, so it's always like a thing. And so, um, really wanting to experience that and going to an HBCU, like you, you, you know, you get your education, all that stuff, just as you do at a PWI and tons of other schools, but like, there's nothing quite like outside of the culture, but just like the family orientedness that you get attending an HBCU now the financial aid office be tripping sometimes <laughs> um <laughs> but other than that you know and just you learn your academics but you learn a lot about yourself too and that was probably one of my favorite things is that I really had the chance to just really figure out who I was okay. in college so I love that and then you know going to Texas Southern can you describe like your experiences there as a as a 
college student, but also as an athlete? Yeah. So um, I that was another reason why I was like, look, this is going to sound a little bougie. I was like, I've been a student athlete all my life. I'm not going to go be a regular student. Right. right, I'm going to be a student athlete. Right. Right. So obviously student athletes, we always have extra perks. You know what I'm saying? Anyways. um, But just being on campus and then being able to just experience, you know, you learned I was part of the honors college as well because I had really good grades. So Thomas F. Freeman, actually, who's like the greatest debate coach of all time. Um, I think the movie's called, what is it called? Freedom Writers. I think that debate movie, yeah, yeah, like yeah, they yeah. had hired him to like actually like okay. teach it. Like he's incredible. It's such a, I mean, he's passed, um, but just such an incredible human being. And so just being around such influential black people that have really made an impact just in so many people's lives and just in the direction of how people choose to, um, you know, um, like approach their lives was just, right. it was incredible. And me the music and just like friday catfish fridays Ooh. like football games right. like I, I went to the very white school <laughs> in alabama my last two years of high school right, right. um and so going from like what the you know drum line sound because i was also on the drum line right. i'm sure we're gonna get into all yeah, that stuff but um going from that and then going to an h it's just so it's just so much fun it's truly so much fun. i love that and I, and i and i hope that my daughter sees the way Absolutely. And decides to go to HBCU because she has a grade and she's, you know, a fledging, like I said, she's a fledging uh, softball player, varsity in the ninth grade. Texas Southern has a good softball team. Well, hey, listen, you know, we'll see what we can do. I'm just saying. We'll see what we can do. I'm just just saying because it's more, it's it's just more to it than the education. Education for sure. Obviously, it's an accredited university, not me sitting here promoting. All right, Texas Southern University in Houston, Texas, (laughs) home of the TSU Tigers. There you go. Um, but yes, yeah, it's it's a, it's a great school, and I just I I had a time. It was, I love it was that. Great. So you did mention, and which is something I want to get into, that you were on the drum line. Mm-hmm. Uh, growing up, you played multiple instruments. Mm-hmm. Now, would you consider yourself an instrumentalist? Because I consider myself an instrumentalist. Mm-hmm. I played multiple instruments as well. Yeah. I, I wonder if I got you beat. How many instruments did you play growing up? <sighs> Name them. Name the instrument. So in Germany, the recorder okay. is a very well respected instrument. Oh yeah, I know about the recorder a little bit. Contrary to you know. The, Here the US we are, standards. y'all play hot yeah. cross buns on yeah. a plastic piece of, and that's it. Because that's no, what had, a recorder is, though. No, I had me, uh, what? <laughs> My mother and I had wooden recorders. Okay. I took lessons, all that stuff. Recorder so, lessons. Yeah, because and so that taught me to be able to read music Okay. Um, at an early age. I believe I started when I was like six. Um, but then after we moved to the States and I learned that the recorder was like, Not we, don't, really. we don't do yeah, that. Yeah. Um, I told my mom, cause you know, in fifth grade you pick either band, orchestra, whatever, yeah. choir. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to come home with a violin. My mom was like, okay. I ended up coming home with a cello. So she's okay. like, well, that's a little bit bigger than a violin. I was like, well, it sounds great. So, right. um, the recorder, the cello, um, for sure. And then I play the piano as well. So then when I did join band, um, my senior year in high school, because that high school that I went to did not have an orchestra. So I played for the um, city orchestra. Um, I played the marimba and the xylophone because it's a mallet instrument similar yeah. to a piano. Um, Glockenspiel. So I keep hitting that. No, the Glockenspiel. No, no, say it, say it the other way. Oh, that I'm sounds sorry. More sexy. I, I, fig- I figured you would have no, known. No, 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 no. Glockenspiel. No. Okay. That's how you really. That's how you really say okay. it. Okay. Okay. Um, and then we had an indoor drum line. So during. This spring semester, I played the bass drum, so I was on my Nick Cannon vibes. So okay, just, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So you so that one, two, three, so like five or six instruments. That's yeah. that's pretty. So, good. But like played them well. Like right. I, played, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> no, I don't mean it like that. No, that's I, exactly I mean what like... you're saying, big dog. No, no, because you know people will be like, oh yeah, I I I speak French, and they know right. how to say 
one, two, Week. three or something. Right, exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. So I've oh, no, like, I, messed around with, uh, but like, I, instruments you actually that I actually played. Them played. Well. Yeah, I like yeah. that though. She said no, but I played them well. That didn't mean yeah. it's like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what what instruments did okay, you play? Okay, so so you had me beat growing up. Okay. I didn't start playing like multiple instruments till I already like hit high school, but started out playing the trumpet. That's mm-hmm. a, the instrument I've been playing. I don't know how am I about to be forty? Shut up. Um, you, listen, okay. Um, don't try to Kevin Hart. I didn't say anything. You, that damn. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I'm about. To, it so, was in my. I didn't say. Yeah, I didn't it was say in your mind. I, I didn't saw say it. it out loud. I saw the wheels turning in your forehead. I didn't say it out loud because you know mm-hmm. the forehead kind of big. Anyway, damn. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> anyway, no. So I started. Out, I started out playing the trumpet, mm-hmm. and then um, I've been playing that since the sixth grade. Yep. So you know. 800 years ago. Right. And then, um, Damn. yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then I, and then I piano drums, uh, both set. Well, there's four saxes, but I played the tenor, the, uh, tenor and the alto. alto. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then a little bit, a little bit bass, a little guitar. I dabbled in the violin a little bit, but it wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. Um, flute, clarinet, all the woodwinds, pretty much. Nice. And then, yeah, so that's pretty much, that's pretty much that's it. Dope. Yeah. So, and I played them well. I was gonna say which ones? Did, which ones? I played them all. I played them. You played them all. I like that. I played them all well. Own it. Yeah, because you know, as you know, as somebody that has not only played instruments that, but also is a DJ and that's a vocalist, and we'll get into that too. This is crazy. Yeah. Um. You know, like once you play one instrument, you know, it's easy to learn another instrument, especially like if you're reading bass clef or if you're reading treble clef or anything like that. Sorry, this is some nerd talk for y'all. Y'all probably like, what are they talking Class? about? What? Yeah, yeah, y'all, what are they talking about? <laughs> no, nah, but you know, yeah. somebody that's in the music, you know, it's easy to just pick up an instrument once you've played an instrument. Yeah. Now, getting into the vocal stuff. That's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, hey, listen, I told you we do our thing here on the Game Recognized Game mm-hmm. podcast, okay? Mm-hmm. So you so you were a singer. Did you say were or are? R. Excuse I, me. No, I'm Excuse asking. I didn't hear which one you said. Me. I said word, but R no, is word, R. Word, no R word. is a be, is a better term. No, though. I think I think were. Okay. Okay. So how yeah. did you? So so that must have been when you were growing up. I was obviously playing music. Your, mm-hmm. your mom, probably your dad, do you inquire or something like that? Actually, so my mom, um, and I didn't find this out until I was a bit older. She used to like sing for real, for real, and I didn't okay. know that. So uh, my dad, his talents are like sports he can't really hold a note sorry right. dad love yeah. you. <laughs> um but like all the musical stuff is definitely from my mom and my okay. mom's side of the family like my uncle he played 11 instruments very well okay i love that <laughs> and I could love like that. was like right. a one-man band okay super incredible human being um and so i was just always kind of just like singing around the house never really did it seriously thought that i you know whole whatever just singing around just because of music you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and music and sports have always been a really big part of my life and um, when I got to college, so back to the bowling thing, mm-hmm. um, this might be a little bit corny based on the corny stuff that you were saying, <laughs> you know, when you had mentioned that earlier, like for bowling, we would have um, like cheers, uh-huh. but we would take like popular songs and like make them like bowling related, talk about spare strikes, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so the songs that were like sing song songs, I would just like purposely add like a little, you know what I'm yeah, saying? A like a little, a little, a little oomph. Okay. And so it got to the point where we'd be bowling, you know, in the tournaments and other teams would be like, oh, we can't wait to bowl next to you. We just want to hear you sing. And I was like, let me find out. Y'all think I sound good. Right, oh right, my right, God. Right, right. <laughs> um, and so I was like, maybe this is something I should take a little bit more seriously. Um, signed to this like very, very, very small independent label, terrible experience. Um, terrible, terrible experience. Um, but learned a lot, you know? And, um, so then when I graduated and I accepted a job with, um, Eli Lilly, 
the pharmaceutical company. So I ended up back in Indiana anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, cool, I don't have practice. I don't have class. I don't have tournaments. I don't have weights. I don't have, you know, any of those things. So I can focus on music. And so I, at that time, I thought I wanted to be a vocalist. So I befriended all the people at the radio station. And, you know, that's kind of like, I was like, once I have like radio ready records, how can I get them played on the radio? And they were like, well, you know, get it in the hands of the DJs. They'll play it around town. That's kind of how I got into DJing. Totally different story. I remember. But, um, well, but yeah. I know, excuse me. Oh. Yeah. Because you did your research. Yeah, you know. Since you got your degree. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, since I got my degree. Since, since yeah, you got yeah. your degree. Um, but yeah, so I still, you know, sing around from time to time, but not anything that I'm actively pursuing oh, at this time. Okay. So mm-hmm. can we get a note or what, what are we doing here? <laughs> <laughs> I asked that's for it. a that's note. Like, I didn't ask for a well note. I what, just asked you, for a that, note. That's what you got. Yeah. Hey, listen, I'll got. take it. We'll take it. I heard it. I don't know <laughs> what it was. I don't know what note it was, yeah. but it was a note. I love that. I love yeah. that. So um, <laughs> so around 2016 is when you discovered Okay. DJing. Yes. This research is at, researching. Yes. Yeah. So um, at the radio station, like you said, you wanted to get mm. your records played. Mm. So how you got into DJing was you saw somebody DJing mm. and you said, oh, I can do that. I can do that. And yeah. this was around 2016. Yes, it was. You indeed timestamp yeah, yeah damn yeah um, listen i do my thing out here okay yeah, listen listen i like it <laughs> yeah. i like it um but yeah so that's that's how that went and then because of my musical background you know i was like i don't know what these buttons do but right. i understand music theory i understand i love music right. you know so i was like this seems kind of interesting and i'm the type of person where you know i will try anything i'm interested in you know just to see if it's something that oh this is gonna be a hobby oh i actually suck oh this could be like a thing, you know right. what I mean? And so that's how the DJing thing came about. And I bought like a cheap little controller. It was like a $200 Newmark controller from Guitar Center, went on YouTube actually, and was like, all right, what do these buttons mean? And then just started playing around on it for like a week or two weeks. And one of my really good friends, um, Brent, he's like one of the top barbers in the city and he like knew all the promoters in the city. And so he got me connected with Rob and I was like, Hey Rob, I don't know how this works. I'm very, very, very new. Right, um, right. but if you ever need a DJ, you know, right. and he's like, well, we have an industry night on Sundays. I'll give you the first hour. I'm sure it was probably hot ass. Honestly, I don't, I don't even know what I thought I did, but I thought <laughs> I was doing it. Um, and then ever since then, yeah, just things have been like kind of just, blowing up. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you, 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 uh, DJ around a lot of the clubs in Indianapolis mm-hmm. growing up. So I'm not growing up, but uh, when you were starting out, yep. um, how long before you actually saw somebody DJing, you picked it up yourself to where you were actually like DJing in clubs? That literally within that first month. Okay. Yeah, that's that's very rapid timing. Right. Um, but like I literally went because I don't go out contrary to what I do now too. I'm such right. a homebody. Like right. I love being at the house. And so I went out. Like, let me not work for my music. Okay, hey, you know, I'm Jay Shalay. Jay Shalay was watching them. I was like, that's kind of cool. Right. Literally that next week, let me go get this little controller. Then practice for like two weeks. Hey, Brent, you know some people? Yeah, I do. And then like literally like that's, it happened very quickly. Okay. Very, very, very quickly. Yeah. I did. I did read that. It, that it happened super quick for you. Mm-hmm. So then you're, 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 uh, you know, DJing around Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. And then in 2018. These dates. <laughs> Who is your research? I'm. Yes. I'm not I'm mad at it. Yeah. And in 2018, mm-hmm. you moved to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. That's and, crazy. And that's where things really started Picking taking up. shape. Mm-hmm. Right? That is that is true. Yeah. That is true. No, yeah, I felt like I had like started to progress progress really quickly in Indianapolis and um 
Indianapolis in like the radio world or like music world is considered a B market. So okay. like LA is absolutely an A market. Atlanta is an A market, you know? And so I'm like, well, if I was already able to like do all these things here, cause within those first two years, I, you know, I was DJing various club events. And then also had the opportunity to DJ for the Colts pregame. Um, and had like a couple of other things and, um, had the opportunity to DJ for Trina, um, which I'm, you know, really cool with her and her peoples now, you know? So I was like, if I can do this here, once again, but I'm, I feel like as a creative, you have to have like some sort of delusion. Right. And for me, I'm like, shit, if I can do this here. Right, right. Uh, I can do like, this anyway. Let me go figure out where I need to go. Yeah. So I actually, I visited Atlanta, um, New York and LA to figure out where I wanted to move to. Um, and being that Atlanta is like the music capital, especially for, you know, right. type of music we like to listen yeah. to. I listen to everything, but yeah. you know what I'm saying? When I say what I'm saying. Yes, man. I was like, you know what? I feel like Atlanta could be like a good starting point for me i decided that i would never want to live in new york because it's okay. too hectic up there right. um like eventually i'll probably move out to la but i think for now like immersing myself in the mix of everything atlanta might be the best move and so that's how i ended up deciding that i wanted to move to atlanta and then when i first got there um i was ubering uh i had um, restaurant server experience from when i was at texas southern so i was okay. in the restaurant i was trying to figure stuff out because um, I'd spent all my money on the move and right. like I had money saved up from when I had left the, the corporate, corporate job that I yeah. had. Um, but you don't realize how fast you run through money when you, when you dream chasing, Listen, you know what I'm saying? You're talking to somebody that decided to quit a very high paying job to pursue call of duty content. No, I understand. Yeah. Listen, I understand. <laughs> and me having that conversation with my dad to quit a 401k pension salary benefited right. Like they call Lily the golden handcuffs because right. that job, like the like it's true. It's an incredible place to right. work for sure. Um, and I was like, you're doing, you're quitting that to do what? Right. Music. Right. 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 You know, so I, right. I definitely absolutely understand. Um, but like I said, for there's has to be, I feel like as a dreamer, as a creative, you just have to have some sort of delusion, like yeah, at least true. not even like the bad, but just right. like, I know I can do this. Yeah. Right. I don't know how I'm gonna make it happen, but I know I'm gonna make it happen some sort of way. So, um, that's how I was in Atlanta. I was DJing at this hole in the wall hookah uh, lounge, five hours for a hundred dollars, just right. trying to like figure stuff out. That's when I learned that the parties that I wanted to DJ, because at the time I, mean, I didn't have, I didn't grow up watching DJ. So I was right. like, Oh, I want to be like, I didn't, I don't have, there aren't any entrepreneurs in my family. So I'm, I'm just winging every, I'm winging right. life. Right. I don't know right, what the right, fuck right. going on, but I'm, yeah. <laughs> you gonna figure I'm it here. Out. <laughs> I'm here. Me and my dog, we literally, my it. animal, we going to figure it out. I love it. Um, so I just didn't really have a sense of direction. So I was just like, okay, DJs, the types of DJs that I've seen are club DJs and radio DJs. So let me go network with the radio people. Maybe I, in order to be a successful DJ, I have to be on the radio or maybe I have to be in the clubs. And I learned really quickly that in Atlanta, especially also because I'm not from there, right. the promoters like that DJ, the big parties where the big celebrities come through, they already have their DJs and right. they've been tight. They probably went to middle school together. You know what right. I'm saying? Like they, so I'm like, how am I going to like network and get into these spaces? And my really, really good friend, Nick, shout out, Nick, my shout literally my Nick. best friend. He was like, why don't you just start posting stuff online? I was like, for what? Right. Who won't see it? He right. was like, I don't know. Just try it. And I was like, no. And then I didn't. And then maybe like a month later, I was like, okay, I recorded something. Yeah. I think I'm going to post it online. Right, and right. ever since that. Oh, I know. Over with. Listen. Over with. Went viral, acquiring millions yeah. of views throughout social media. Yeah. So I want to get back to something that you said uh, just a minute ago. Mm -hmm about having to, having to have that conversation with your father. Oh, gosh. Mm -hmm. So what was that? So first off, how did you tell him that you were going to quit your job? And the second part of that conversation is, what was his actual reaction to when you said, you know what, Dad, I think I'm going to try to go in this direction? 
my dad love my parents they always have you know best interests for sure um but they're like very especially my dad i feel like over time it's definitely gotten better but like my dad very military very traditional very you know and so i had actually i had a job offer from nasa as well as eli Lilly, and my dad was upset that i selected eli Lilly over at nasa and i he was like you know job security and a third i was like well dad unfortunately people are always gonna be sick so right. pharma as I have, I have my quarrels with the pharmaceutical right. industry, but you know, unfortunately that's, that's just going to, that's job security also. Cause yeah. there's always going to be some sort of medication yeah. made for some, you know? And so that was like already his first thing. Then when I like showed him my packet and all, he was like, okay, I mean, I guess that's fine. So I was like, all right. But, um, having that conversation was, you know, a little tough. I kind of packed it like down in my memory bank a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just like, you know, I, this isn't what's making me happy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like my, I have a different purpose and I don't think it's where, I, I don't know what it is right. still, but I, I just feel like I should be doing something with music. Right. Like, I feel like music has been so like dominant and like in my life where I'm like, I feel like I have to do something with it. And me being here at this corporate job, although a wonderful place once again, and I met, you know, a lot of great people there, some people that I'm still friends with now, like, this is just not it's just not it right, and right. so um i think out of like tough love my dad did intentionally do things to make it a bit more difficult for me in that transition kind of as like a uh a I, deterrent? I th- yeah i feel like in a sense um but only because it was unknown to him right. you know what i'm saying like i said i am the first entrepreneur in my family and so financial stability is something that everybody wants mm-hmm. right and so it's like okay you're educated you have a degree you have why would you why would you do this stuff you right. know what i'm saying right. so um that definitely was some trying times for a couple of years actually um but then i feel like over time he kind of was like opening himself up to being like okay let me at least try to like understand because i don't know what she doing this stuff and she, how does this even work i'm and right. i'm like to be honest i don't even know how this works right. but but i had to try to do it you know out. what i'm saying right. so now he went to my first show i think a couple months ago both he and my mom so it was the first time that they actually both got to see me um because when i was a dj because i dj'd for the falcons for three seasons yep my dad loves football um and so being he's from florida and so my favorite team has always been the buccaneers even before tom brady got there back in the day when we were hot ass you know i love my favorite player is ronde barber you know what i'm saying okay we we taking it back yes man taking it back yes um and so i was like well maybe if i invite him to the falcons bucks game like they'll drive out to Atlanta because they live in Alabama. Like they'll drive out to Atlanta and like maybe then he can see and they just never made. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to just have to keep pushing through it regardless. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, I see the vision and I, even if they, even though they're family, if they don't see it, that's not on me. You know what I'm saying? Like I still have to, this is my life. Right. And I can't live my life for other people. And I feel like I did all the things that I'm supposed to do as a, as a child. I went to school, I graduated, I got my degree. I don't have student loans. I feel like I, I, I did the damn yeah, thing. So did. let me do what the fuck yeah, I want to exactly. do, even though I don't know what it exactly, is. Exactly. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? But like, let me try. You right. know what I mean? So they, my mom came around a lot sooner than my dad. I was did. gonna ask you, did moms, was moms uh, yeah, my mom, my, my mom's fast? been my, my number okay. one fan. Like okay. she, if I wanted to make, podcast dance right. she'd be like girl you be welding that metal for them podcast <laughs> yeah, dance girl like she, what what just whatever but my dad more so on the you know i feel like part of it might have been like a personal thing like um because he has a very can't really talk about his job right, right, right. you know what i'm saying um but like he you know so when like him and his like co-workers this is my assumptions but right. like when they would have conversations like i i when i was at lily it was like something from the like brag and be able to talk about and then it's like oh 
No, she's trying music. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, That's right, just right, like right, kind right. of like yeah. a different type of thing. Yeah. So, um, like I said, this is just based off assumptions and things that my mom and I have talked about. But um, he's definitely come around super supportive. Like, we'll watch stuff. And, like, it's just – it's the – I'm just glad that he's come around because I am big on support, but I'm yeah. the type of person where I'm going to do it even if nobody supports me if I believe in it, you know? You so now everything is – everything, everything is, is good. all good. I love We that. are all good. I love that. I love that. So getting back into the DJ part, mm-hmm. moving to Atlanta 2018, you know, in the restaurant industry, trying to figure things out. And then I was Ubering my ass off. I know that's right. I was right. touching every corner of Atlanta in my little Uber. Okay. I know that's right. So <laughs> when you were in Atlanta, is that where you got the break to uh, open up for Jazzy Jeff? Or was that earlier than that? That was, oh, that is a good question. Cause that was 20. Yes. That was Atlanta. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. So that you was were in 2019. Okay. So you were in Atlanta then. Yes. Okay. So you opened up for DJ yeah. Jazzy Jeff. What mm-hmm. was that? Oh my what was gosh. that like? Because you know, from, See, that's my era, mm-hmm. right? I mean, yeah. a little bit of yours, but mm-hmm. more of my era. DJ right. Jazzy Jeff, like he's one of the greatest of all greatest time. of all time um, for music, DJing, and just anything music. Yes. So, what was that like? Actually, being able to open up for him? Oh my God, it was incredible. He is such a down to earth human being. Um, and going back to you know, I never thought that I was going to be a DJ, so like I wasn't you know to then obviously. Even though I wasn't a DJ, of course I knew who DJ Jazzy Jeff was. You know, fresh, you know, you know who, exactly. you know what that is. You exactly. know what that is. And so, then getting into the DJ space, and then the venue reaching out, because um, the venue had reached out about opening up for him. Um, I was like, yes. Do I say yes? Where do I sign? Right. Y'all ain't even gonna pay me. Right, yes, right, absolutely. Right, right, right. You know. Um, Obviously they did, but, uh, you know, just getting there and then during sound check, I sound checked first and then he came in and he was just super, just such a sweet human being. And to be able to watch him, cause he's more of like a technical DJ, um, to watch him like cut up and beat juggle and all these cool things. I was like, wow, this is, this is super, super dope. And like I say, he's just, he's just an incredible human being. So to be able to do that and already have that, like on my resume of things pretty early on, um, I feel very, very thankful and very blessed for that for sure. But definitely was was fire yeah you know looking back like i said doing my research and just looking back um you a lot of things happened for you very very fast yeah it did you know but yeah. the one thing that i always say about situations like yours if you stay ready you ain't, you ain't gotta, gotta get, get ready. ready and putting yourself out there i feel like a lot of people are afraid to fail or are i think i tweeted something the other day because i'd seen it on tiktok like a lot of people are afraid to be seen trying right. and it's like what why yeah. you know i feel like mm-hmm. people get embarrassed very easily or like especially in the social media era where you're just so exposed to just strangers and people you don't know like people can say whatever they want to say about you if you choose to put whatever it is that you know you're doing out there but i'm just big on creating the type of life that you want to live you know and and if you have if you're passionate about something not all passions don't necessarily need to be like your main so they can still be hobbies and things like that but like just put just put yourself out there. And so with things, even with the um, the Falcon stuff that came about. So my one of my friends in middle school, her brother's Nick Cannon's DJ. Okay. And so when I found out that Wild and Out was going to be shooting in oh, Atlanta. Yeah, they're shooting in Atlanta. I hit her up like, yo, she's like, yeah, here, here's his number, whatever. I was like, hey, first of all, I love the show. You know what I'm saying? Love, love the show. Would love to like come up or, you know, whatever. And actually I misspoke. Um they were shooting in New York and I was like, you know, and he was like, well, if you can come up here, you can come to a show. And I was like, didn't really have much money, but I was like, I'm a figure. Yeah, I'm a figure it out. out. Exactly. I'm a figure it exactly. out. So I was like, okay. So I got, got me a flight up there. 
Um, it was uh, the show that I was able to go to. I believe it was a Rick Ross and somebody else's episode. I can't remember. And so DJ Dev is his name. Shout out DJ Dev. He DJs before um, DJ Direct goes on to like okay. hype up the crowd before the show starts. But then he also right. DJs in the green room. Okay. And so he was DJing in the green room. And once again, I'm just listen. You tell yes. somebody telling me no. I that doesn't fa- like I don't want to say it doesn't phase me, right. but like I, I don't I don't mind being told no. Right. So he was like DJ, and I was like, Do you mind if I hop on for a little bit? He was like. No, go ahead. I was like, okay. So literally on his equipment, on his just, you know, was messing around. And so I saw some of the cast members, you know, start vibing. I'm like, okay, that's, that's cool. That's cool. So I was like, okay. Kind of like planting the seeds. You know what I mean? And so then, then when they were in Atlanta, I had to hit him up again. He's like, yeah, pull up. You know, you want to DJ here more? Like come DJ here more. So I appreciate that. Cause a lot of people be like, eh, right. I saw you do a good job. So like, no, nah, I ain't finna, you know? Um, and so that's how I started DJing in the green room a little bit more. And then, um, some of the Falcons reps were there and they had come up and were like, yo, like, you a vibe. Like, have you DJ? I'm like, no, I haven't DJed huge, huge, huge crowds yet, right. you know. And they were like, well, and, and her name is Kelsey. Shout out to Kelsey. Shout I'm like, listen, listen, I'm, I'm going to give people their flowers, hey, okay? Hey, and she was like, yo, for sure. She was like, yo, we, you know, we kind of want you to DJ, like, the biggest game we will have this season, yeah. the Falcons and Saints game. You think you're up for that? I was like, yeah. Absolutely, seventy-two thousand people at that point. Stadium. So at that point, that's obviously the biggest crowd that you've ever DJed in front of. Yes, 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 absolutely. And so, so even with that, none of that would have come about if I didn't take a chance on myself. Even with little to no money, um, and just hey, can I? Because if you would have said no, okay, cool, it would have been what it was. You know what I'm saying? But like, hey, hey, can I? Hey, can I? Hey, that's that's that's. If that's, that's, that's my type of vibe. And I do understand that my path and my journey is very untraditional. Um, and so I do recognize that I am blessed to be able to have done all the things that I'm doing. And especially at, you know, the rate that I've been doing them, um, shout out, you know what I'm saying? Shout out, go ahead. I appreciate you, sir. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, speaking of the Atlanta Falcons, you Mm -hmm. know, you've DJ the biggest crowd ever in Mercedes Benz stadium. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and you spent three years as the the uh, game day DJ mm-hmm. and the in-house DJ. What was that experience like for you? Oh, it was super dope. So the game that they had me DJ, the uh, Saints and Falcons game, was for that season. For I can't even remember what year that was. But then they brought me on for every game that next season. And so they were um, – Kelsey had sent me pictures because they had, like, built this stage on the concourse where I was, like, overlooking the field, but I wasn't, like, off in the cut where nobody knew what I was. And, um, like, fans – I was, like, right above some of the stands – Excuse me. And so fans could also like come up to the state. Like it was kind of blocked off, but like, like be around. So it was like a super, super dope vibe and just being able to just continue. I'm just big on ener- creating an energy and creating an atmosphere. And so that's one of my favorite things as a DJ. And so being able to do that on like for and being able to play a variety of music because I'm also an open format DJ. So I don't just DJ like one style of music. And so before the season, they'll send me like, hey, these are the season ticket holders. These are what their song or like genres that they like. I had to throw some rock and roll in there, you know, just whatever. And so it was challenging in the sense that I was like, okay, this is my first time really being able to really, really play a variety of different types of music to make sure that I'm, you know, satisfying everybody here. Um, It was a lot of fun. It was was a lot of fun. Is that opportunity what opened up the opportunity for the Atlanta Dream? No. So I. How did the Atlanta Atlanta Dream opportunity come about? Yes. So for the three seasons that I was with the Falcons, two of them were in the arena. And then the last one, the last season, I spent outside. They had gotten like some new management or like new leadership. And so Kelsey and all them people like left and she didn't know what she 
the new lady didn't really know what she was doing this is what i was being told you know um and she wanted like more of a radio personality indoors as a dj so that's when they ended up getting big tigger because you know he's very well known and so like it's like cross promo kind of and i don't that's not something i could offer but they're like we don't want to kick you out so we you know we don't put you outside right so that's that's fine because i would do the tailgate for all the um season ticket holders so just i'll be a big ass party outside and one of the guys who left along with everybody else once the new lady came in his name is Connor. Shout out Connor. Um, he accepted a job with Overtime Elite because OTE came about before that landing okay, came okay. about. Okay, so that I, I got it mixed up. Okay. So okay. Um, was doing work with OTE and in those spaces, sometimes companies bring on like a, an external company to hire the talent. Mm-hmm. And so the group was called Three Point Productions. So that so it was OTE Three Point Productions. And so even though Connor was with OTE because OTE was working with Three Point Productions, I was technically hired on as a contractor through Three Point um, Productions. And so with that, throughout the season, um, Three Point Productions also handles the Atlanta Dream. And so I guess I did a good job or whatever. <laughs> um, and uh, they were like, you know what, like. If you're open to it, we would love for you to come um, DJ for the dream. And so then the dream reached out and they're like, we want to do something totally new this year. Um, you know, we've checked out your socials. We've been to, you know, some of your shows, this, then the third. And like, we want you to be like the first ever like front facing DJ. And I was going to ask you what that. So I'm glad you said that because I was yeah. going to ask you. I saw that you were the first front facing DJ. So I don't even know what that is. Yes. It <laughs> sounds very dope. Thank you. So explain what a front-facing DJ is. What is that? Yeah, so when you go to any type of basketball game regularly, like um, this is something I learned within the last year and a half, you know, of being back into the sports world, is you have a DJ and you have a music coordinator. Those are two completely different roles. So if you're watching, what what's your favorite NBA team? Uh, I don't really have a favorite team, but I like to watch but the Clippers. Watch. I like, okay. I like to watch so the Clippers. So you're watching the Clippers game right. where you're at a Clippers game and – you hear the dun, dun, the defensive chants and like right. the instrumentals. That's the music coordination okay. coordination piece of their entire experience, their game day experience. The DJ will do de- any commercial music that you hear. Um, so before the game, halftime, timeouts, whatever. Like that's the DJ's job. And so the DJ, you don't ever, you don't know where they at. Like they just somewhere, somewhere. Right. in the arena, so you don't know where they're at. And so for the Atlanta Dream, I actually they built me a stage, and so on the I'm on the floor, and so on the court behind one of the baskets is where like my stage is set up, and so it's considered front facing because I'm visible by okay. the attendees, okay. and so because I, so I I, I co-host DJ and music coordinator for the overtime elite but i co-host and dj because we have a separate music coordinator for the dream and so at times the music coordinator will take over and i'll also get on the court with our um, other co-host and you know do whatever type of engaging game day activities we do for that but front facing just basically y'all know where i'm at and y'all can see me i have featured slots things like that um yeah okay so being that you you know you played sports your entire life Mm -hmm. you thought that one day you were going to go to the league Mm -hmm. um do you ever get the itch to get out there and try to you know, where's my water? It's, <laughs> it's so funny you should say that. Because um, the answer is yes. Right. I thought that itch was gone. I really did because I was like, it's been so long since I played. Right. Um, I will, basketball is always going to be my favorite sport. Right. Like, it's the best sport in the world. I love other sports, but basketball right. is the one for me. Right, right. And I was like, you know what? Like, you just gotta hang it up yeah. you gotta hang it up but then having been back in that space with overtime elite basketball africa uh, the basketball africa league the atlanta dream i'm like i thought this itch was gone but it's not it's right. not so it's funny you should say that because it's actually my first time saying this publicly okay 
Um, but I've been back training with an NBA trainer. Um, okay. Because there's this league called the. Now, you know, I ain't, I ain't even going to go. No, I no, gonna, no, 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 no. I can't tell you all the exclusive, details. Uh, listen, exclusive listen. Exclusive on the game. I recognized I'm not going to say podcast. all the details. But it's an exclusive. But I'm training for a. Um, I already have a tryout, but okay. for a particular league. Okay. Um, that also has W players in it. Okay. So I'm currently actually training to get back taking me back to what i was saying about i'm the type of person where I, if i want to do something i'm gonna I'm 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 do it and i'm gonna try it and i'm not trying to prove anything to anybody but myself right. like i'm already i was talking to him the other day i was like it has been 13 years since i've like trained trained like i've played around you right. know like pickup games stuff like right. that but like actually been in the lab ball handling like 13 years mm-hmm. so it, it's been you know i've, <laughs> I've had to buy, purchase two stem machines right. um get my ice on my knees i'm like yeah i'm old <laughs> right i'm right, old right. but um yeah so i'm actually currently currently training That's to prepare for that for next year so even if you know even if it doesn't happen i feel like the journey I, i'm i'm already learning a lot about myself in that part of the things obviously we gonna put all the good juju out there right. um but yeah I don't know. I just, I just feel like you know your path and everything that you've done is like, kind of like the Midas touch. Like you touch something and it just automatically just goes. So I, I could definitely see you training, getting back into basketball shape. Cause yeah. you know, regular sh- being in shape well, and being in basketball shape, two totally different two things. totally different things. Two totally different things. You could be, you could be the strongest person in the gym. You could be the fastest person running this basketball conditioning and like there's two totally it's different to- things. Two totally different two things. Two totally different things. So I-, I could see you like back hooping, semi-professional or professional. You know, I-, I see a lot of the clips that you put out when you're shoot when you're shooting the basketball, when you're doing out there with OTE and mm. you're like, you, if you, can, listen, you can play though for real. I may not have trained. You can like, play for real. Oh, thank you. I may yeah, not have yeah. like trained it, but luckily one thing I've never lost is my shot. And that's what I always tell yeah. people. So, you know, I was just recently at uh, Swag uh, did this little 1v1 tournament and mm. I was recently there. Nobody knows this because we didn't get it on social media. So after the game, we're out there shooting, shooting around. I'm hitting shots. Yeah, I'm missing shots, hitting shots, hitting, missing shots, hitting shots. Dante, uh, he's like, I'm shooting. And he's like, $100 if you make the next shot. Cash I said, out. I said, I said, Cash out. I said, you, I said, you serious? Obviously, I got the ball, I turned around, shot it, mm-hmm. made it, turned around, and I said, stop playing with me. Don't, pl- like, li- don't, play, even, with it. don't listen, play with it. Listen, don't play with it. Because the one thing you never lose is your, is your shot. If you were, your legs if, might get yeah, tired. You, you may not can make man, 100 of listen, these. Listen, I can't, row, I'm but... not going to cross you up and get by you like I used to. Mm-hmm. But guess what I will do? You put me over in that corner. I'm, a, I'm listen. You gonna money. get you gonna get at least fifty percent out of me. Money. I'm a, I'm a, I'm money from the corner. Every I'm money. From, listen. Every I, time. That's the one thing that you'll never lose is the Every jump time. shot. Now you might lose the legs, like you said. That, you ain't yeah. lose the jump shot. Yeah. How how are your legs now that you're back training again? They're like, oh, we ain't did this in a minute. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I have to do pool workouts. Okay. I'm like, I'm like, I'm in it. Right. I I'm in it. I'm finna, like, I'm training like I'm finna be in the NBA. Like oh, I'm okay. in. I am. Okay. I'm in it. My legs are definitely like, all right, girl, we we gonna we we gonna get used to it. But right now, you tripping. Yeah. You tripping. <laughs> right, right, right. So I want to talk to you about uh, OTE. Mm-hmm. So for the people that don't know, what is OTE? Okay, so OTE stands for Overtime Elite. It's this super, super new, really, really dope league. We just finished our second season. I'm going to explain the first season because the first and second seasons were like almost completely different. Um, But the initial intent of Overtime Elite was to have like a 
how do I want to say it? So, you know, you have like your, um, like the school that Bronny goes to. Yeah. like So you have like those like caliber schools. Okay. But OTE is, is a league where it's a program where they bring in the top, some of the top high school guys are from around the world. Like we have a guy from Romania, France, Spain. Like we have people like Brussels, like from around the world, some of the top high school guys um, to create this league. Um, they still have the school, but the t- student to teacher ratio is obviously very small, top nutrition, top trainers, top facilities, and kind of create this league and make it like, because overtime elite comes from overtime. So obviously there's like a social aspect to it. And so creating a league to kind of showcase and build up these really stellar high school athletes to go compete against the schools that like Bronny goes to and Mikey Williams and like all those types of things. And so the guys get um, first, this is first season. The guys um, forfeit their amateur status by accepting a salary a minimum of a hundred thousand. Okay. Um, we got some guys that were paid one sixteen year olds one point six million. Like obviously with all the NIL stuff, that was just what they would be making with OTE, but they can right. do whatever else with all the other stuff. Equity in the actual overtime, okay. um, lawyers, like all sorts of things where essentially they were going to be trained up to make it into the league and then whatever else their contract well, i don't know right. the details of what their specific contracts right. look like and so like i said they they would not be able to they can go to college but they would not be able to play basketball, any any right. basketball in college mm-hmm. so for the chance that they wouldn't make it to the league overtime still would pay them um, money towards getting a four-year education so either way it goes they would still be able to go to college get a degree uh, they just wouldn't be able to play basketball in college which obviously there's overseas and all sorts of other things so super super dope situation um, our first season concluded and um, they were like you know what we, I th- we think we need to add something extra to it so the second season um, they offered to the, to the new kids that we recruited for the second season, they offered the, either the salary or a scholarship portion. So it's like a, what's, what's the name? Like a, not a boarding school, but like a, um, uh, I know what you name? mean. I, I think uh, I know what you mean. I can't think of the name either, but I think I know what you mean. Yes. Like a prep school. Yeah. Prep. There we go. Yeah, like, there like that. Um, sorry, American words. Just sometimes <laughs> just get up my brain. Um, where you can either accept the financial part or a scholarship. And so all the guys that came in this year were like, no, we're going to do the scholarship because, you know, you don't realize how much you think you might think you're league ready. And so you get amongst guys that really compete at your level and you're like, okay, maybe I could benefit from a year or two of college, you know? So we have, you know, people like Rob Dillingham and a couple other people that are going to Kentucky and Stanford and all the, you know, next year and all this really dope stuff. And even from a social aspect, you know, OTE signed a contract with Amazon prime. So games on Amazon prime GMC, like a lot of dope, like they're moving really quickly. It's a lot of dope stuff. Um, but like I said, it's just a league that houses some of the top high school talent and post-grad talent. Um, with obviously preparing them to go to the league. Okay. So. And with OTE, you've traveled around the world. No, OTE is just in Atlanta. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So I see you traveling like, I mean, you're in Africa, you're mm-hmm. doing all these things. So what is that? What? So what uh, What program or what company uh, allows you to do that type of traveling? So it depends because I, so I have my own shows as okay. a DJ. So okay. I've had shows in Nigeria, like, New, I, had, I toured in New Zealand. Okay. Like, all these things are separate from... Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's where I got to mix But up. I did DJ for the Basketball Africa League last yeah, year. That's so that what was, it is. Yeah, yes. so I was in Senegal, Egypt, and um, Rwanda. And so the Basketball Africa League is essentially the FIBA of Africa. Right. Um, so it was the music coordinator, <laughs> DJ, as well as uh, co-host for all three, um, all three cities for that. Wow. Yep. You just... 
what I call you, Mrs. Worldwide. Yeah, but it, that but that also takes me back to what we were saying earlier. Like, I'm just putting myself out there. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't know music coordination was a thing. I didn't know. I mean, I guess I knew people could DJ for sports, but I didn't really. You know what I'm saying? I didn't really. So over the last several years, I'm just like, wow, there's so much opportunity just within DJing period and then obviously we had um the pandemic and so then quarantine and so then online djing like the thing like it's i'm like there's a lot of stuff you can do in the space i like it yeah so speaking of that mm-hmm. you know speaking of pandemic mm-hmm. you know that's when you started well i don't know if that was the time but that's when you really like focused on your twitch mm-hmm. and um you doing something called mondays yes so for the people that don't know what is mondays yes so i started music mondays um a couple years back, it was inconsistent. I've been posting inconsistently, but over the last year, it's been a lot more consistent. Yeah. Um, it's basically just a new mix every Monday of what I've been listening to as of late, as I say in my videos, um, which could be new music, old music, theme music. Like, you know what? Actually, let's just do all 90s today or let's just right. do, you know, so that's Music Mondays. But um, once the pandemic hit, I was initially live streaming on Instagram and Facebook but I kept getting hit with copyright strikes. My brother, who's a gamer, he plays, um, what is it, League of Legends and yeah. other stuff. He was like, you know, there's a thing called Twitch. I was like, what's a Twitch? What is that? You know, I was right. like, damn, I feel old as hell, man, damn. <laughs> He's like, no, like, it's like a gamer thing, but, like, people, they do have DJs on there, and especially now, like, more DJs will go on there and DJ, and I don't think you have, like, the copyright issues. And I was like, well, I'm a, I can check it out because, like, my pages are getting threatened to be shut down, right. you know. So got on Twitch had zero copyright issues. Obviously at the end, they'll just like mute certain segments based on DCMA stuff. Um, but yeah, so then I migrated over to Twitch and yeah. So my, my quarantine and pandemic, cause it was weird. Like with my job closing, you know what I'm saying? Right. It's like, wait, we can't go outside. Right, right, right. Like outside. What am I supposed to do now? <laughs> right, you know what I'm right, saying? Right, so, right. um, thankful for Twitch. Cause that was able to, you know, I was able to get on there and still, do my thing but just online okay i love that and you know i i tune in to a lot of those mondays when you're live and you do play some really really dope music and um you know the one thing that that i have seen just doing my research and just knowing you um i was reading somewhere where you said like you found your purpose Mm -hmm. right obviously your purpose is through music Mm -hmm. and and being able to impact the world through music um, what does that mean to you? Music to me is a universal language. And I feel like music, without getting too nerdy, um, you know, the frequencies that music emits have like healing auras, right? And so, because I produce as well. Yeah. Um, and, you know, having been able to travel the world, DJing and having my own shows, like my favorite show by far is my Auckland, New Zealand show. And just going there, I don't know why, ignorantly, I was like, I don't know what kind of music they listen to, but apparently we listen to the same music, super ignorant, right? right. Well, I'm like, wow, like we all are connected through music. Like there I've I think I've met like one person that's like, yeah, I don't listen I don't listen to any music. I don't I'm like I've like ever nothing. Seen that like nothing. So when right. you're in the car. You just sit there quite like okay. this. Okay. Right. So you're sad or you're <laughs> what do you no, I'm like, nothing. Right. I couldn't be me. Right. Could not be me. Music is just I feel like just such a big part of life in general when you're happy, when you're sad, when you want to convey some emotions to somebody like, oh, here, listen to the song. Hey, I like this song. Oh, do you hear the drums in here? Oh, do you these lyrics really speak to like music in general just encompasses so much emotion and so much feeling. And I feel like it just really brings people together. And so for me, being able to do that in a way where initially, obviously, at first it was through 
singing and things like that um outside of all the instruments and stuff like that to then you know go into DJing where during my DJ sets like live shows I end up singing as well you know so but singing whatever songs I'm playing depend on the time because I haven't released new music in a while <laughs> you know what I'm saying um so just like encompassing everything that I enjoy about music and as I mentioned like the production stuff so even creating music like music music is just everything right. and like without sounding too like corny I just I just love it I just love it and so I'm just thankful that I'm able to impact and really, you know, influence a lot of people in that space to want to live their best lives and want to. Cause that's that's the thing. Like you have the power to create the type of life it is that you want to live. It doesn't mean I'm not saying it's easy. Right. Right. I'm not saying it's easy, but like there are no if you really if you really think about it, like if you really think about it, there are no rules to life. Just don't yeah, you know, yeah. don't 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 rob, don't kill right. nobody. Right. But there's really no rules. Like right. Yes, but like not really. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like you can do what you want to do. Now it depends on whatever, right? But like you can you can literally you can do whatever it is that you want to do. That's how I feel and figure out a way to make a living out of that or do that on the side and make a living doing something else. But like the whole 40-hour work weekend, oh, I can't wait till I retire to enjoy my life. That that has just never sat well with me. Right. Or it's like, damn, I got to wait till maybe my knees are stiff <laughs> and my back hurts and I right. got a little hunchback and i'm 50 and wrinkly right you know before i can be like okay yeah now yeah. Uh, <laughs> now that i put in my 25 35 40 years now right. i can live my life no right. the the company don't care about you for you right. what are you talking about we listen going to the whole thing but i just create the type of life that it is that you want to live you know and i'm not saying that as if it's just the easiest thing because once again it takes some hard work but you owe it to yourself to at least try yeah, you know? I, I agree with that. Because one thing about like what we do, you're in a little bit of a different lane, but still entertainment. Um, consistency, mm-hmm. having a plan and executing People are the execute. three as, as, as all as the three things you need to do to be successful in anything that you do, whether you being a doctor, you being a lawyer, content, a yeah. DJ, just. Those three things, and you can take life to the next level. I feel like people lack execution. Right. Based on you know what we were saying before, that they're just afraid to see be seen trying. Right. Like, just do it. Just At the end it. of it, like I had seen this video the other day about um, I forgot what his name was, but he I think it was just yesterday. He had said that the queen Queen Elizabeth, right, the queen that had passed, mm-hmm. one of the biggest monarchs ever, wealthiest people, blah 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 blah. She died. Nobody think about that girl. No, I don't mean it like that. No, I know. You know what I'm saying? Hey, you better be careful. Them English people are going to be on your head. I'm hey, so listen. sorry. I'm so sorry. Sorry. Um, sorry. Pip, pip. Um, <laughs> Not the pip, pip. <laughs> um, I mean it like that. But like, you know, like after you pass. Right. Obviously, I'm sure her family and, you know, but like right. in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Ain't nobody thinking about you. Ain't nobody thinking about you. So just do it. Very true. So just do it. You know, just, just tr- at least just try. Just try. So that's 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 kind of how I feel. And about that, that's very true. Because once you're gone, and we were saying that when we were coming up here, like once you're gone, the things that you have in life, man, you ain't taking them with you. you ain't taking so them you with might you. as well just live your life to the best of your and ability. And be a good human being. You right. know what I'm saying? Like kindness. I feel like the most powerful thing besides music right. in this world is love. And I right. feel like caring about people is something that is just not really always been on the top priority list for people. Right. Um, but just caring enough about like we're all here together. Yeah. 
earth is breaking down Liz, we can go into a whole thing you know what right, i'm saying right, like right. just care about each other like especially when the pandemic hit and, like people were at the gas station filling up gallons for you're being so selfish yeah that was and people crazy. got you know what i'm saying yeah, like was, it's it all the two all the toilet paper was off the shelves I, and all of that first of all let's talk about this okay i think you you look like one of the type of people that went and got like no because packs. no because the thing is i use toilet paper every day <laughs> The people that went and sold out the toilet paper at the grocery stores, what the fuck were y'all using? Right. Where y'all were like, oh my God, we need toilet paper. <laughs> you didn't need toilet paper every day before today? Like, why Why is it this? Why is right. it the toilet paper? Why is right. that the first? Not not cans of food. But right. Toilet, toilet paper. paper. Y'all are dirty. Yeah. Toilet paper. Bro, I remember going to like, you know, when the pandemic was like really popping. I remember going to like Costco, toilet paper, water. I mean, you had to have, you had to wait in line for that stuff. Yeah, I that's didn't, I, the, the toilet paper is what blew, really blew me. And you know what's so crazy? I, I told this story before. Like in 2020, I was in Atlanta, mm-hmm. and uh, the one time, yeah, the one time, like my cousin <laughs> said, you only been in Atlanta once. <laughs> the one time I went to Atlanta, I feel like that's like that was right in 2020, right before COVID got announced. I was there, and I honestly feel like I caught COVID then. I wouldn't doubt it because Atlanta didn't really care. Atlanta was shut down no, no, listen. for like two weeks. Listen, when we were down there, mm-hmm. parties. I'm telling you. Everything popping. Super Bowl weekend was right around the corner. They literally popping. built. I'm like, this is y'all built it outside, but it is still inside. They built a big dome like right. thing because Atlanta loved their sections and they clubs. Yes, they with do. 79 sections with like a tent <laughs> type. I mean, it was like good quality, but like just describe it like a big it was like, just imagine like a big ass tent right and a whole bunch of sections under it right. like oh yeah we we practice on social distancing we're not inside no you're still inside, inside. a tent yeah the germs right. can't fly away in here because exactly. it's still closed in i'm exactly. like oh y'all really don't care right. so uh living in atlanta you ever been to magic city mm-hmm. how do you the have you ever dj'd in magic city no i've not DJed. In would you city. ever dj in magic city if the opportunity arose you know it's funny you say that because in my head, I've, I'm like conflicted, okay, right? Okay. Because being like a woman and all these things, I'm like, you ain't gotta, you know, you ain't gotta do that, girl. Right. You, ain't gotta, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. like, men already sexualize us enough. Like right. you in here, you know, you, that's what they're coming in here for. Like you ain't gotta do that. Right. But on the other hand, I'm like, girl, go ahead, go yeah. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like I'm, con- you know, the the like moral res- respectful part of me is right. like. Oh no! You can do you can do something else. You ain't right, gotta do right. this. The other part of me, like, hey, you better do what hey, you gotta do. do, what you gotta do. What you talking about? Do what you gotta do. <laughs> <laughs> so you been there throwing dollars, huh? <laughs> <laughs> when you started out DJing, it was a predominantly male field. Still is. Still is a predominantly mm-hmm. male field. And I wouldn't say that you know female DJs were frowned upon then, but it wasn't easy to get in the doors. Yeah. Do you feel like now in 2023 it's a little bit easier, or is it still? Those doors are closed for because you see a lot of like now you're starting to see a lot of uh, female DJs pop up and they're popping off and all of that stuff. Do you find that it's a little easier or is it still as tough as it was then? Yes and no. And I only say that because I feel like especially in entertainment, in any space, everything is always, quote unquote, you know, male dominated. And when it comes to entertainment specifically, men tend to think it's not every man, but men tend to think like. In order for something to be the best, it has to be done by a man. Right. So, like, if you're, you know, it's the peak of the party, right? Club, club close at three. It's one thirty-two. Everybody's having a great time. Let's have a dude 
close out the night because the dude's gonna do it the best right because right? a, a woman a woman probably can't do that and maybe her voice is too so we don't want to like you know so it's it's yeah i say yes and no and also on top of that something that you know i feel like is kind of like a a thing in the female dj community not amongst you know but it's been like a a thing is that you know just as in many other spaces you know some female djs do tend to take advantage of the fact that they look good and then they can't really dj and so then that doesn't really set a good standard for women djs you know or like people just so pressed to get on like i'm I'm not doing anything to anybody for anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, if, if something's meant for me, it's meant for me. I'm not sacrificing any of my morals or beliefs to get anywhere I want to go, no matter how good the opportunity might be. And, you know, where there are some women that don't care. So, like, okay. Okay, then. Okay. That's, that's, you know what I'm saying? More power to you. That's, that, that ain't me. I ain't finna be doing that. But more power to you. Um, so, that's probably one of the biggest things is that a lot of people are like, oh, well, the girls just look good, but they can't really DJ for real. And then, like, so why sh- why should we give another female DJ a chance? Because, okay. you know. Um, so, having it's it's one thing already having to prove yourself in general in this space. Sorry, my eyelash is just um, having to prove yourself in general because it is the entertainment space. So, you do have to show that you're good no matter what it is that you do. But already having that, oh, you're a woman. Oh, you're a black woman. Oh, you actually are kind of attractive, so you probably you probably don't know how to DJ because you're right. probably just using your looks or we're putting you on the flyer because we know, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like a big thing. Um, but there are a lot of dope female DJs that also look good. Right. Um, yep. Talk so, your shit. Period. You know, <laughs> and that know what they're doing and know how to work the mic and know how to work a crowd. It's just, you know, I think it's really dope that some of these new female rappers now mm-hmm. are opting or like, no, I want a female DJ. You know what okay. I'm saying? Because I feel like that's also showing some of the guys that have that type of mindset where it's like, oh, okay. Because back in the day, like female artists had female, uh, had male DJs. Right. You know what I'm saying? And even a lot of dope artists now, like Meg has a male DJ. Lotto has a male DJ. Dope people. You know what I'm saying? But like, um, Saweetie has a female DJ. Chloe has a female DJ. Lizzo has a female DJ. You know? So I feel like to continue to like build on that. I do feel like that more females should have like female DJs just because you're already as a female artist being undermined anyways. Right. So, you know, let's both to like collectively show people that we can both be dope at this stuff. Right. You know, like Duke Deuce, uh, he's a rapper from Memphis. He's got female DJs. I'm like, that's fine. I think yeah. that is so cool. You know right. what I mean? So, um, yes and no, but I, it's gotten like a little bit better, but it's, it's just men still think they do it better. So, right. Well, I mean, you're you're living proof that you know female DJs can do their thing. Because, like I said, I watch you. I watch you on Twitch when you do your thing. Um, I've never seen you live, but I can only imagine based off of the the Twitch thing that I see. I'm like, oh yeah, she she probably really rock it. No, real. I appreciate that. Thank yeah, you. you. Rock thank it for real. Um, out of, I, I be doing my thing. You do, you do, you do. Out of all the places that you've been, mm-hmm. outside of home, which is Germany, mm-hmm. uh, how do you say it again? I just love to hear you say that. <laughs> <laughs> we get the, you to say it by yeah, the end of the yeah. day, okay? Uh, outside of that, mm-hmm. um, what's your favorite place to travel? So I really like New Zealand. I know okay. I mentioned that earlier. Did, um, yeah. But Belize is beautiful. Monaco, oh my goodness, Monaco insane. sounds like a vibe. Oh my gosh, insane. Um, Turks and Caicos is very nice. Um, I really want to go to Zanzibar. That's somewhere I have not Ooh. been. Um I feel like more people should go to Africa because I, re- I feel like I there's such there's such go. a misconception of their Af- right. Rwanda. Oh my goodness! To go from where they came from, oh my god, to where they are now. I've you know I've never been, but you know one of my all time favorite movies is Hotel Rwanda. Like okay. I, I yeah, I'll watch that. Like I'm not even kidding you. 
I probably will watch that once or twice a month. Oh, that's fine. And I love that movie. So I've seen, obviously, that's a true story. Mm -hmm. And then you see, like, now I look up on YouTube and I see, I'll type in Rwanda and, like, it's just. No, Rwanda's. And it's a totally different from. And the people the care. 90s. Like, the people care about their where they live. Right. It's like, one of the cleanest places in Africa. I yeah. think I've, I read some. I, I, would, I would say probably one of the right. cleanest places in the world. You yeah. know, because people, oh, Africa, dirty, dusty. Blah, blah. Right. Have you been to New York? Right. Have you been? Have you, have you been there? Have you? Hmm? <laughs> yeah. I don't be knowing what else be doing, but like Rwanda, like they'll have like cleanup days, or they'll have days like even as far as like inter like pol like pollution type things. Like mm -hmm. one day, like one day out the month, like various locations, like you can't drive in these areas. Like they're promoting walking and biking more, and you know it's just the people really care, and it's a lot greener than you thought. I didn't think it was going to be that green. Haven't right. been to you know Nigeria and then right. Egypt and all that stuff. I'm like, wow, this is. Wow, this is very nice, and the people, and especially given what happened, yeah, they're the they're the nicest people I've ever met. Right, I, yeah, met, I, so. can, I can imagine. Um, how often do you get back home? I actually haven't been in a while. I was supposed to go next month, uh, but then got some bookings. So oh, okay, yep, okay. <laughs> so what's coming up for you? What's what's next for pushing it to the limit? You know what? <laughs> um, I, like a Houston show this Saturday. Right. Um, by the time I don't know when this airs, so. Show probably already happened yeah, by the time y'all yeah, see this. Yeah. Dream season is right around the corner. So okay. we start back in May with that. Um, I have a gig in Nashville coming up. Um, just several gigs around the States. Um, mm. But I'm really focusing more on production okay. right now. Okay. So um, getting production with major artists, um, sync licensing, TV placement, film, okay. all that stuff. So Okay. I love that. I love mm -hmm. it. So we're going to see you on the screen, on the, outs, on the big screen pretty soon, huh? Hopefully. Hopefully. Like okay. I said, it's more from like a musical, like all the music stuff that you hear, but um, working on some on-screen things. Are you asking all the right questions yeah. here? I'm working on some on-screen okay, things. Okay, so also. can I can I ask what or not yet? Uh, not yet. Not yet? Not yet. Okay. Mm -mm. Uh, I'll get the scoop off camera, ladies and gentlemen. You we, probably I, will. I'll get the scoop will. off camera. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so the last thing that I want to uh, ask you is, you know, you're obviously a great example for, you know, young ladies around the world including my own daughter who i showed your stuff oh thank you I appreciate um that. what would be something that you would tell a young lady maybe not necessarily getting into djing or maybe wanting to get into djing mm -hmm. but just being a being you know a multicultural woman black woman growing up in society today what would be a message that you would want to tell people just try things you want to try and know that there will be people that will discourage you. There will be people that will make you second guess things. There will be times, trials and tribulations, right? But staying true to yourself, I think is very, it sounds very cliche, but I feel like it's very undervalued. And learning about yourself will then help you stay true to yourself. So even me, I'm learning more things about myself as a woman every day. And so what I thought I knew or how I thought things were supposed to be even five, five years ago, right? Five, 10, 15 years ago. I'm like, girl, you're tripping. What? You know, but like always going into things with the best intentions, always being open to learn, to be a sponge, no matter what space it is that you're in and just truly just embracing who you are and where you are at that current time and not trying to think too far ahead. Now you can have goals, you can have aspirations, all these things, but as somebody who thought that I knew what my life was going to look like for the rest of my life. And I'm like, because if I would have been playing basketball, I'm certain I would have never been a DJ. Right. But clearly this is what I'm supposed to do. So whereas at that time I was disappointed in myself because I'm like, damn, like I'm really not hooping anymore. Like 
what is my life? Like I had a, I had a whole episode, right. you know, I was down yeah. and out for a while, I can imagine. you know, and especially yeah. because I tied basketball as my identity. So it was like, it went even deeper. It was like, Oh yeah. When you, when you talk about, Oh yeah. Jay, you can play basketball. Yeah, of course. Right. Like, you know, it's like that I, that I unintentionally made that my identity. So then when I stopped, I was like, I know I have things going for myself, but it didn't feel like it. Cause I was like, I let that identify who I was when there I was my life just getting started. You know what I'm saying? And I had no idea what was in store, let alone any of this stuff, you know? So just embracing the season that you're in and having goals and having aspirations and working towards those, but not if when something's for you, it is for you. And so if it starts to veer off that track, no matter how hard you're working, no matter how hard you're trying, you're probably supposed to pivot and the pivot. There's nothing wrong with a pivot. A pivot isn't a closed door. It isn't a, because clearly I thought the basketball door was closed and it was just cracked. Right. They were not away clothes. Yeah, you know, you yes. can you can always circle back. Always yeah, spin the block. That. You can I do a little wraparound. You know what I'm saying? Do a little wraparound. Yes, man. Um, <laughs> but just you know, different different parts of and different seasons of your life require different versions of yourself, and so just staying in, on that trajectory and allowing yourself to just soak in all the things that you learned about yourself and just anything else. I feel like would put you on the best journey to making sure that you are living the best kind of life that you want to live. I love that. Mm-hmm. All right, so. Now I gotta get a little messy. Cause oh we're, Lord. Yeah, now I gotta get a little it's messy. Yeah, it's always so being somebody uh-huh. that's in the music industry, uh-huh. entertainment, DJ, you saw the Time magazine, I think it was Time magazine, mm-hmm. top fifty rappers oh, Lord. of all time. Mm-hmm. So it's a two part question. Okay. Who are your top five oh, gosh, female see. rappers? That's not fair. It is fair. That is not I fair. I told you I was gonna get messy. That's not fair. That is not fair. In no particular order. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Lauren Hill. Love it. Missy Elliott. Love it. You said just rappers, right? Not yeah. artists. Oh, you could, you could. If you no, wanna... no, 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 no. We're, we got it. Because if we do artists, I yeah, won't yeah, be yeah, able to yeah, answer yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Just okay, rappers. Yeah. yeah, just rappers. Just rappers. Look him. Okay. It's a good one, too. See, I can't do just do five. Okay. Fuck. Pick Foxy. Pick. Oh, I love Foxy. Nikki. Nikki to me. Okay. Is the greatest female bar for bar lyricist. As far over as. Over Lauren? Over Lauren. And in the sense of metaphorically putting bars together. Okay. In that sense. Okay. Now, Lauren to me in general encompasses a lot more things that I, you know. Right. But as far as like double triple entendres okay. all that stuff to me that's nikki's lane okay that's nikki's lane okay. um but as far as content and impactful things lauren got that she was snapping i, I ain't yeah, saying she's not yeah. snapping and it was never but like like from, i feel that. like a little wayne that. type thing i can understand like, that when people talk about that. rappers you know like male rappers then they have oh, the conversation about too. yeah they have the conversation <laughs> about Lil wayne like he might not be the greatest rapper of all time, but like metaphorically, like bar for bar, like things like, wait, what? You said what? Right. Absolutely. So that's kind of what I mean in that okay. sense. Okay, I get it. So that's, um, a, that's, a good, that's a good list. That was five. That's a good list. Oh my God. Yeah. See? And, I, and now I'm going to leave here and be like, I should have said yeah. it. <laughs> all, all the female rappers, y'all all five. Yeah, y'all there, all you, there you go. So all now five. we got to get to the males. Oh gosh. You know, this is, is going to be a hard one. Top five male <sighs> Rappers of all time, in your opinion. Three Stacks. Love that. Lil Wayne. Love that. Oh, my God. Uh, why are you doing this <laughs> to me? Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Jay-Z. Okay. 
Tupac. Okay. Which is five. Oh my God. I feel like um Big Sean. Big Sean. Mm-hmm. No love for no love for notorious. You don't you No, not no love. Not no love. Not at all. I mean in the top five is what I'm saying. That's why I said I can't do top yeah, five. No, nah, you, you left five. Y'all heard this. She left B I G. He is one of the greatest rappers out of, all time. of her top five. No, he is dog. one of he is one of the greatest rappers of all time. I'm I am not negating that at all, nor okay. will I ever. Okay. That's why okay. I said like I can't he was absolutely anytime you mention Tupac, Biggie Come or, or one or the other. You know, but I'm just like I can't that's why I said I can't just do right, five. You're right, you're right, you're right. You're I can right. keep going. Yeah. Okay, so no, it's great. Two great lists. And the last question, being that you're somebody that grew up playing basketball, mm-hmm. it's kind of the same. Oh, thing. Lord. Okay. Yep. I think I know where this is yep. going. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Kobe. Really? Mm-hmm. I, I Are you saying, that. I'm assuming you were going to say Kobe, Michael Jordan, LeBron? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going Kobe. Okay. Mm-hmm. And now why? LeBron, great player. Michael Jordan, great player. But I feel like LeBron, very special. Michael Jordan, very special. But I feel like there was just something about Kobe and his the way his approach to the game and, like, something that stands out to me that I think about sometimes. Like, when, you know, all the injuries that he's played through and all that, and people are like, why, why are you breaking your – just take – you know, sit out at least one game. Right. And he's like, I don't know who in that stands put together their last pennies right. or who was like, I've been waiting all my life to see Kobe Bryant play a basketball game. And I pull up to the game. And he's out because he's tired or, you know, whatever. And no shade to LeBron. Right. You know know what I'm saying? One of the greatest players ever. (laughs) And I like LeBron. Right. right? But, like, I feel it. I didn't been to a game where I'm like, oh, I can't wait to watch a movie. And you you tired. You you ain't playing the game. Right. I could still come come to another one. I don't know. But there are other people that might not be able to. So, like, having that passion, not saying that Michael isn't passionate, you know, passionate, anything like that. But, like, having that passion, I feel like. They're passionate, but like I feel like Kobe just like took it to like the next level. The next level. And then outside of that, even his support for women's basketball, un, un yes. anything, yes. you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. oh, it wasn't a social media thing, or like, let me talk about this right now, or like, being that he has, you know, his kid. Yeah. I would just in like as a human being. Obviously, I've never met him, but I know people that have met him, talked to him, had conversations, have worked with him, have had nothing but the best things to say about him, and somebody who's achieved the things that he's achieved and has competed at the highest level of basketball and is always one, always going to be one of the three people in that conversation. Always. Like I, I think, I think Kobe got it. I love that. Mm-hmm. I appreciate What that. about you? Mm-hmm. Kobe. Don't feel, okay. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's what I said. Don't nah, feel so good being nah. in the hot seat now. Do it. <laughs> you know what it is about Kobe is, is a lot of the same thing that you said, but the one thing that stood out to me about Kobe that's, probably not even having to do with basketball. Mamba mentality is a mentality that I try. Well, just in, not, I'm not going to say that I didn't try to encompass it throughout my life, but really for sure in 2023, yeah, I said mama mentality. Yeah. No matter what happens, I have to practice, which is my practice is this, you know, I want to become a great podcast host. I got to get the reps. I got to go even when I don't feel like going. Mm-hmm. I got to go even when I'm injured. Mm-hmm. I gotta go. Gotta do it. So I really try to adapt the mama mentality in 2023 and beyond. Yeah. So everything that he accomplished on the court, but also more so off the, out court. the court too, mm-hmm. that is just something that just resonates with me to the ninth to the 24th power. You know what I mean? I see what you did. There. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that that's it. And then you know what Kobe is game recognized game. You see what I did there? I too? see what you did you there. You see what I, I did there too? Yeah, you know. <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, so I appreciate you coming through. I know you got a lot of things going on in LA for just a few days. Thank you so much. You know, this is one that I really, really wanted to do when I first hit you up. I'm like, yes, she's going to come on. I really wanted you because I feel like your story and you didn't disappoint. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate, I appreciate that. I appreciate thank you so much it. for having yes, me. Thank, thank you for you. thinking of me. Yeah, of course. For sure. Of course. You were like, when I first started doing this, you were one of the first people that I hit up. Oh, dope. Dope, yeah. dope. Because I know yeah. our connection initially was obviously through Call of Duty. Right, so. right. I didn't get to the Call of Duty stuff just because, like, I don't really care about Call of Duty as much anymore. No, no, you're good. Yeah. You're good. And I know you like, you still, do you still play? I do still play. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. I got, I got into Call of Duty during quarantine. Like, right. I, my brother, once again, he's been a gamer. Right. So he had, um, what was it? I guess the first ever Black Ops with zombies. Yeah. Black like the Kino yeah, 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 and yeah. Five and stuff. Yeah. That yeah. was my first introduction. Like, I played zombies and right. I played like a little bit of multiplayer, but after that, I literally never played Call of Duty again. And then over quarantine, when my job was closed, one of my really good friends, Anthony, he was like, oh, yeah, get on Warzone. I was like, what, what yeah. the hell is Warzone? Yeah. And then Call of Duty, I was like, I do not play first-person shooter games. Like, what is it? He's like, it's free. I was like, you should have started with that. Right. Okay, I guess yeah, I'll go get yeah. You said it's free, I'll go get it. Yeah. And I actually started playing Call of Duty when uh, I was – what. DMR zone or yeah, whatever. So yeah, I was like, yeah. wow, I am terrible. Oh, so you picked that it was up then. Yeah, that's what, that's when I picked it up. So that was, and I was playing on a big ass TV controller. Oh, you like, were tripping. I, I was, I was, I was, <laughs> you a, out there I was sitting a on a TV like that's as big as this, like 60, bigger than that. Yeah. It was like 80. <laughs> like the one over there on that wall. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Just a super, super casual, super, super casual. So then with the Twitch thing, that was also interesting because once I got into the Call of Duty space, I was like, oh, okay. Oh, people play. I was like, people sit here and watch people play the game. Oh my, okay. You know, my right. brother's like, yeah. I was like, yeah, okay. And I was like, hmm, let me go look around. Yeah. Let me go look around Twitch a little bit. And that's when I was like first looking for or realized the lack of like representation in that. I mean, we can go into that whole thing. I know, but. Oh, um, no, we can. Let's go. No, I was saying like, I know you said you didn't want to talk about that. No, I did, I, not that I, I didn't, not then I didn't want to talk about it. I just didn't get to it just because like COD is not. Top but, of mind for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, but no, but go ahead. No, no, no. I was just gonna say, like, looking for. I'm like, do I know? I know black people play the game. Right. Where y'all at? Right. On here, and so obviously, um, one of the first people that even my friend Anthony um was talking about, and then that I did see on Twitch was Swag, and okay. so I was like, okay, so, and not just like the smaller viewership and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? I was like, okay, he's you know he's doing this thing that's really dope. Let me go look for other people. That was a struggle, and I was like. Let me go try looking for women, right? I was scroll, scroll. I was like, okay, so I'm sure that there are other black women gamers. Where are y'all at? Right, you know? right, um, right, And right. so then we started getting into the um, community a little bit more because I was just, I was just playing for fun. But me being a competitive person, I was like, I need to get better at this game, you know. And so then I, like I said, I, I was looking, and then I, that's how I came across Shauna, and I was like, mm -hmm. yes, okay, finally a black right. woman. Like, oh my god, like it, it took a while. Um, and I, I remember I'd reached out to Swag initially, and I was like, yo, super new to Twitch, came across your channel. I love what you're doing. Like, I think this is really dope, you know, from a representation part. And so then heading up Shauna, I was like, hey, I don't know if you ever play with like people that don't play Call of Duty professionally. Right. But if you ever wanted to run some games, I'm not terrible, right. you know. Um, and so that's how her and I got um, got connected. And then she was, I was like, can you tell me if there are like other black girl gamers? And she's like, oh, yeah, you know, this. I was like, okay. So I guess I just had to be really, really in it just to know which mm -hmm. I'm thankful for. But I'm like, I wish there was more of like a platform for that. You know what I'm saying? That's a whole nother story. But yeah. And so then she invited me to the Vanguard event. And then that's, well, that's how we met. That's how we met. Okay. So. Okay. That's well, that's where you call me T dusty. That's why I called you. T -Dusty. <laughs> yeah. And you know what made me mad? 
Well, I was actually super clean you was, that you night. You was real clean. You I was clean, clean that like, night this is, too. This is this is this is giving hip. Yeah, but it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I was I was super clean. You that were night. super clean that night. Yeah, yeah. That is what I do. You know, yeah. you know, I mean, you you one of them ones. You know what I'm saying? A little drip you check. You one of them ones. You one like I like I was telling my cousin, um, when when I when I like post outfits or I post stuff, there's like only a handful of people that i'm looking at like i'm gonna see what they wear when they go out yeah you know what i mean so yeah for sure uh, my boy shady is one of them okay uh dante face dante he's mm. one of them he got some sneakers yeah, he got some yeah. he be, uh, you know i like looking at myself sometimes yeah you, you be know, friends you be I clean pre- i appreciate you be clean that. i ain't gonna you're hold you definitely somebody that i look at and i'm like okay she wanted them ones too. i appreciate that yes man thank you, you know you put that shit on hey thank you you put that shit on you feel me but anyway so again Thank you so much yes, for coming for through. Me. I appreciate you so much for coming through and hanging out. And uh, maybe one day you'll get me back on card. I don't know. We'll see. Listen, I I understand the <laughs> community's qualms with the right. current state of the game. I completely understand. I still prefer the first Warzone yeah. over this one. Um, obviously, I'm still considered, I would say, pretty new into the community anyway. So I'm like, why are the devs not listening to the things? And if this is some, if it ain't broke, no, you know what I'm saying? Man. But that's that's neither here nor there and yeah. i don't know the answers yeah, but apparently. if you ever do get back on warzone yeah. i will be on yeah there. all right um so that's been jay chalet she pushed it to the limit push today it to the push limit. it to the limit hey, um, to thank that. you guys for watching the game recognized game podcast again if you haven't already done so hit that subscribe button one time for the one time we'd appreciate it make sure you turn on those post notifications so you'll be up to date with every single video that we drop we appreciate you we appreciate jay chalet and uh we will see you in the next one Deuces. Peace. Yes.